Welcome everyone to this episode of Self Made. I'm your host, D. Brown, CEO. My guest today, parents moved to the U.S. from Jordan in 1970 when he was only six months old. His father operated a chain of convenience stores and produce markets throughout the city of Chicago. He would spend the weekends at the family business and grew up with an entrepreneurial mindset. His wife was born in Naperville, where she attended Nequa Valley High School. She went on to attend Bradley University. He took some college courses, but school was never an area where he thrived. He started traveling to different college campuses selling screen printed t-shirts. He got to experience several cool coffee shops across the country since they had pay phones and a place to unwind. And this is where the one world idea was birthed. His expertise is in financial analysis and people appreciation. In 2011, his wife joined the family business. Her specialty is working with employees and customers. They are keenly aware that without the incredible team and customers, one world would be just a great idea. Please welcome Bob and Amy E. to Self Made. I am so happy to have you all on the show today. Thanks for having us. Hey, you all have a very interesting story. Bob, you grew up in, in the city of Chicago. Mm -hmm. Amy, you grew up in uh, Naperville. Tell me about your early life. What was it like? Well, my family um, also was, I was grew up in the entrepreneurial situation as well because my dad um, was running a business that his father and his uncle had ran a commercial printing business in the downtown Chicago. So we spent weekends, you know, doing different pack outs and we were really taught that we should be working harder than anybody else um, being the owner's children. That's right. Um, so we kind of grew up with that attitude as well that even though there was time off uh, when you have your own business, you're always on. The parents always are on. always on, the owners right. are always on. So um, I, but I had a great childhood. I had a really great life and I really am grateful that I got to see firsthand the stresses that owning a business carry right, throughout right. my whole life. What about you, Bob? You know, it, uh, I didn't know any different, but we would spend weekends working and when the alarm would go off in the middle of the night and dad had to go in or he would take one of us in with, or we just had to clean up produce or just do whatever it was, right. that's what we knew. And, you know, it, it just ingrained in me that work uh, never ended. And <laughs> I, right. yeah, I, work is life. <laughs> yeah, and I agree. We had to work harder and just make sure that, you know, we were, we were, we were there. But for, th those are valuable lessons that if you have the, um, the opportunity to be part of a family business, uh, most people punch a clock, they, they get up, punch a clock, right. and they leave their job at work. When they come home, it's over. That's but right. when you own a business, there's this, this higher level of responsibility. So really, growing up in family businesses, how did that shape you all as the business people that you are now? Well, I was going to say, just to say about you and your situation first, but you being with your brothers, I know that for you that was a huge sense, because you guys were in a much a smaller situation that you, your parents, and your yes. brothers were all working together. Right. So That's you guys right. developed a reliance on each other. Yes. I mean, wouldn't you say that? Absolutely. You know, there was, <laughs> oh, my older brother really looked out for the, you know, me and my younger brother George and would yeah. always, you know, come to our um, protection. But um, being, uh, I, I got caught up. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Um, Take your time. Yeah. Well, can you bring me back to the question? Sure. So really, I just want to understand how did um, growing up in your family business, how did that shape you into the businessman that you are today? 
Because obviously you learned work ethics, yeah, uh, you learned teamwork. That's I think right. you mentioned about your brothers, how they would come to your assistance. Yeah. And I think that's uh, important with any business, whether you're working with your family or whether you're working with a team that you've built uh, from among people that you, you did not know, yeah. you, you end up becoming like family and you end up, end up relying on each other. Okay. Um, a fond memory for me was growing up and seeing the way my dad treated the vendors and the employees. Yeah. And every time a vendor came in to deliver, whether it was bread or soda or anything, they were asked, you know, can we do anything for you or can we buy right. you lunch or can we, because they were the ones that helped build that business. Absolutely. And the employees the same way. Yeah. I didn't know any difference between family and the employees. Right. Well, you know, that's, um, uh, I think, a very important part of operating a business. Every person um, within that organization plays a role, and, it, and, and the role they play is critical <laughs> right, to the success of that organization. And I think as, as a leader of an organization, uh, you have to understand that and that value in order to be a truly effective leader. But I, I want to pivot to you for a second, Amy. <laughs> you, you attended Bradley uh, College where you graduated, and mm -hmm. Bradley is a staple uh, in this community. Now, I yes. know you got a, a degree in history from Bradley College, but that's, <laughs> that's not all true. you got. <laughs> what, so tell us about Bradley College and what all did you get from Bradley College in addition to your history degree? Well, I definitely learned that if you want something, you have to go out and get it. But being a smaller university, um, I had great relationships with all of our professors. And I was fortunate that I had a few professors that were involved in nonprofit organizations, and they encouraged us to don't just come to school here, you know, get involved in the community here. And that was really important to me because I ended up um, working at the Boys and Girls Club, um, which is a nonprofit here that's great after school program. But it really helped me really solidify that idea that you need to be part of the community that you're in. It can't be a one-way relationship. I can't just come to Peoria and try to get this great college experience and then leave. Right. You know, if I want it to be a great experience for myself and for others, I need to, it has to be a two-way relationship. And uh, that's one of the things that we talk about with our employees, too, is that, yes, you know, you need a job, but also we need you because right. we can have the best that's food right. in the world, but if we don't have any clean plates to put the food on, that's not going to work. Right. Um, so that's, that's what we right. always try to say. No, absolutely. But what was across the street, though? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. So One World Cafe is right across from Bradley University. So I was very fortunate to be able to get some delicious food there when I wasn't right. studying, of course. <laughs> <laughs> that's interesting because I actually met my wife in a restaurant that I owned at the time that was not far from her school. She went to the University of Mississippi. That's so, so fun. Yeah. So she was there because the food was good, right? At first. <laughs> right, exactly. Oh, that's amazing. So, Bob, uh, you got your start selling screen-printed T-shirts on college campuses. That's right. And you did this at a time when there were no cell phones and other convenient form of communications. Talk to me about the challenges you experienced there. You know, I'll bring up one that uh, <clears throat> at the time, you know, even just finding uh, ways to ship T-shirts was a challenge. Yeah. And um, doing a little bit of research and digging in, we found that the Greyhound buses, if you would get to one station, uh -huh. you could load up these big 70-pound boxes and ship them to the next, as long as there was a Greyhound sta station at right. wherever right. that university was. And before that, we were spending two, three times as much to, to ship a box and taking twice as long. 
But little things like that today right. is so easy. But back then, it took me months to figure out right. something like that. The answer is on our cell phone now. You know, anything <laughs> right. you want to know, instantly, just put it in your phone. And you, you got the answer. And I, I'm, I don't know how we used to find stuff out back That's in the right. day. That's right. Uh, we didn't have any type of internet uh, or resources, so oh it God. was interesting. Word of mouth. But but from that um, experience of selling those T-shirts. The one world uh, concept was, uh, uh, it evolved. So talk yes. to me about how that evolution occurred. You know, for just to run that business, we needed time to just sit down and kind of plan where was the next uh, college or university. Mm -hmm. And I would have to sit and call different uh, school campus organizations and see if they wanted to do fundraisers. And we partnered with a school um, campus group and then they would set that up. And in order to do that, I would find a, a coffee shop. You know, and a lot of times I'd need a payphone. You yeah. know, you need a place to go right. <laughs> and make your calls <laughs> and find the, the, the big yellow pages. Um, but uh, it gave me time. And over the three-year period that I was selling T-shirts, I said to myself, we need more of these coffee shops because it was a place where I could do business. Yeah. And then George called. That's kind of it. <laughs> That's right. My brother George was at Bradley University. Yeah. And uh, he said, hey, there's a location right across the street. And if you're interested, you know, come visit. And um, before I even seen the location, I told him, go ahead and put a down payment on the, the, the rent for the place. So tell me about One World. Or what, does, what is One World all about? What all do you offer? Well, we offer food, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Okay. Um, and when we first started, it was called One World Coffee and Cargo because I didn't even see it as a, uh, a restaurant. I seen it as a place for people to come and kind of a community gathering place. Yeah. But as within six months, the demand was there. People would ask for more than just soup and salad and bagels. Um, right. So it really grew into a full-fledged restaurant. What, what type of food do you, do you carry there? Um, so, like you said, seven days a week, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. We do the full menu all day. Um, we do, we try, the whole concept is... So I can get breakfast anytime. when I leave here this evening. <laughs> That's, That's right. right. Okay. So, uh, the concept is, and so Bob, Sam, and George, the three brothers, they wanted, the idea was that there'd be something for everyone. So that's mm -hmm. the name, One World. So we, we're all on this one planet together. Right. We need to get along. So that kind of translates to the food and beverage as well, that um, mm -hmm. there should be something for everyone. So always there's been a flagship. There's always been vegetarian and vegan options um, that are for the people that are it's important to them. It's very important to them. Mm -hmm. um, but then we also have traditional, you know, burgers, salads, pizzas. But what, our most famous item is the One World Hummus. The, we make a hummus fresh every day, and it's we always joke, like Bob always says, the, the hummus was famous before hummus was in grocery stores. That's right. So yeah. for a lot of people, it was their first time trying it, and it's super delicious. <laughs> so, Amy, you joined the uh, business in 2011. Yes. Uh, what is your role at One World? So um, I'm one of the co-owners. Um, I was really 
it was an interesting idea to for me to join the business. Um, Bob and Sam, which is his other brother, um, were running the business together, um, and I didn't know what that would be like, that type of dynamic. But knowing, I, I knew what it was like to run a business and a family together, um, but Sam, his brother, actually was really the one that pushed and was really open-minded and was like, we really we want... <laughs> yeah, and uh, he, he's really big into the philosophy of, you know, everyone working together, attitude should always be gratitude and yeah. things like that. And that's a similar mindset that I have. So what now I would do, um, I work with all the new hire employees, um, bringing people in. Um, luckily, I get to use my marketing degree for our T-shirts right. and our merch section and things like that. But then I'm just always there working with our management team as well. So you were at Bradley College. Mm -hmm. uh, Bob, you were originally in Chicago. That's right. So why Peoria? How did you end up making Peoria home? It was my, my brother was at Bradley, and he was a theater major at Bradley University. And uh, I was traveling from different college campuses, and there was always a little, like a scene where, uh, and George just said there is just nothing for the students to to, to just go and have a place to gather. Yeah. And uh, so the opportunity really... Just kind of fate, I guess. It really did. Yeah. And he was, still, he was still studying when we first opened. So is One World really a popular place for the college students to, to come and eat and, and gather? It really is, but now it's really grown to be a community. Yeah. Now, how important of a role has the Peoria, Peoria community played in the success of uh, One World? The community is everything. So um, there was no marketing budget, and I joke that there still is no marketing budget. <laughs> right. um, so everything is based on word of mouth, yeah, and sure. it really it started as the the students and also the neighborhood supporting the business. But now, I mean. We have so much support, even you know, coming out of the pandemic. We were never in a situation that we thought we might have to close our doors forever because everybody continued to show up That's for right. us, um, whether even when we had to switch to just carry out. So the community is everything. And yeah. with that's what I always say, if we have the best food in the world, but there's nobody in the seats, right. then who's the fool? You know, yeah. we, we are nothing without our customers. That's and right. that's what, um, when we kind of talk with other like new emerging business owners, that's one of the things we always say is you can have the best thing in the world, but if you don't have that relationship with your customers right. where they feel that you appreciate yep. them, well, you got a lot of ideas. <laughs> well, you know, that's a, a very important uh, point that you make, especially, I, I would say in any business, but especially in the service business, you know, your customer, your client, they are a critical piece or they are the key or keys to your success. Yeah. So if you don't treat people right, if you don't treat your customer, customers right, uh, there's, it's not possible uh, to run a successful business, especially in this day and age where you have social media, uh, online reviews and those oh, sorts of exactly. things where they, they can eat your lunch, you know, right. no pun intended, <laughs> you know, at the drop of a dime. So how has that played a role in your business, social media, uh, online reviews, that sort of thing. Well, I will say, so our executive chef came on 18 years ago, and he always, he, he's, he's not a personal user of any social media or anything like that, but he always had the mindset that I, I, if somebody is paying, putting their hard-earned money out for this, I want to make sure that I'm proud of putting it out there. Mm -hmm. I want them to be really happy and be like, that was worth my money. And so he always talked about that with everybody that he worked right. with. And so... We were very fortunate because, you know, when Yelp came, it kind of exploded. Um, 
but we didn't have to change our operations because that mindset had already been clearly established that yeah. if it, you know, it doesn't matter if they put it on the internet or they tell their friends or right. if it's in their own heart, we want to make sure that it's five stars for them. Right. Um, right. So then, we, so we were pretty fortunate that we didn't have to pivot too much. And luckily, you know, people did kind of organically go and put um, reviews because that is one of the things we said. Everything has been this grassroots marketing yes. um, that has allowed us to kind of flourish and become the full right. service place we are now. Right. And, and social media is uh, just uh, one of those t grassroots tools yeah. that without that marketing budget that you joke about <laughs> yeah. not right. having, yeah. that they give you really unlimited opportunity for growth. Now, do you all have children? Yes. How many? Three together. <laughs> now, are they into food? Oh, man. <laughs> you should answer. They, do they come get up all the profits? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. That, that is a fun uh, thing, especially when uh, my daughter, Amira, she will order up a salmon salad. And, you know, yeah, like it's nothing. We're trying to teach her the value of, of money. But, yeah. Um, yeah, even our youngest, we have a 10-month-old daughter. Her name is Gigi. Uh -huh. And... Uh, Adriana, she will try anything from pickles to, I mean, she just will munch on anything. So we really... Uh, yeah, all three of them have an adventurous palate. They'll they sure do. put any... The One time our son put filet on pizza. Pizza. Because he was That's in the right. mood. He and we were like, try. oh, you're just too yeah, blessed that you've had... Blessed. So that is one area of their life that, yeah, they're very fortunate to eat anything, anytime. Yeah, yeah. open-minded. Now, if you were to give advice to... Um, someone looking to get into the hospitality industry, uh, what, would, what, would you, what would you tell them? Uh, from me, what I would say is, I love the hospitality industry. It's dynamic. Mm -hmm. uh, you don't spend hours sitting behind a desk. That's right. You get to work with, the best part I think about the industry is you get to work with people from all walks of life. So mm -hmm. there are some people that are looking for something short term while they have a bigger dream. There are some people that this is their dream. They mm -hmm. love the freedom. They yeah. love that they can make their own schedules. Um, there's other people that have had a whole lifetime of experience and then now they're just looking to fill time. Mm -hmm. So I love that we get to work with this huge diverse group of people. Everyone's always on their feet. Everyone looks out for each other like a family. Um, but it is ours, you know. Yes, you right. you know, it's it's that's one thing that people that we've come across don't always realize that, you know, it is ours that you're in a building and you gotta be willing to put in that time because if you try to cheapen it, you try to shorten it or farm it out to other people Customers are very sophisticated. Right. Customers know That's you right. can't cut corners right. with the quality. You can't cut corners with your time. Um, so it, it's a big commitment. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Now, working with your spouse every day sometimes <laughs> could be challenging. That's right. Because, uh, you know, sometimes you can't be the real CEO that you want to be. That's sometimes right. you, you get your power taken from you. So what is that? experience like from both of your yeah, like you can answer first. <laughs> <laughs> I think for me it's really been a positive experience and it's the only thing I could say is really hard to control and really keep under uh, control is not to do work all day yeah. because it really can get that way where even at night after a nice movie an, an idea will pop in my mind and next thing you know we're in a business talk and it takes Amy to say can we talk about this tomorrow? But that's probably the hardest challenge. But uh, being able to uh, work together, when we're traveling, we get to see ideas mm -hmm. and we could share it right in real time. So in that sense, I don't know any other way. And I love having brothers and wife in the business. 
Yeah. Is it for me? I think the best thing about it is we get to play on each other's strengths. So you know, his brain is very different than mine, and that's something that so we can use that to both of our advantages. Like yeah. if there's a situation that's like he knows I cannot. This has to go to you, but then me the same way. If I'm like, you know, I just yeah. once I push it onto you, yeah. now I have this person that I trust 100 percent that I literally don't even have to think about it. Right. I know you'll take care of it. Yeah. Um, so I think that part is nice that you, we have each other, and but we are so different too. So, so that <laughs> helps. Right. That helps. So, what's the most rewarding part about what you do? For me, it's the people. You know, seeing employee grow, seeing uh, customers that you, at one point, you know, maybe they, they rolled that, uh, their kid in with their stroller and now that child is, you know, in college or right, beyond. Right. Um, and uh, on a personal front, it's a little bit of the freedom that you get. Not that the, sometimes I'm running to work in the middle of the night and alarm system going off and that kind of stuff. Right. So it's not just that freedom, but it's the freedom of, thinking of how I want the next 10 years to be. Yes. And that's a little, that's for me the most, you know, personally rewarding. And, uh, but the people in the team and seeing them grow is the professional reward. Yeah, I agree with you. And then just on a daily basis, it, I mean, it's hard to be really not having a good day when, I mean, everybody loves to eat. What that's else, right. what else do you do in life? And so when people eat a good meal and they're just yeah. like, oh, that was so good. Um, you're, you know, our chef and our team, like everybody works so hard. And so to get that reaction and to see that, um, it's great. And generally you're in this gathering place of people right. are, you know, friends, family members, people are celebrating things. So yeah. most of the time you have people coming in for good reasons and so you kind of get to pick up on that joy you get to be part of that joy um and so you know i feel that we get that really good feeling that drive home from work you're just like you're kind of riding that high and i don't know if i would get that in different type of work settings so you 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 have a very successful business uh one that is really embraced by the community what are you most proud of about what you've accomplished with one world for me, um, sometimes it's hard to even recognize that I'm successful, and I, I don't know if that comes across different, but the truth is when others tell you how important your establishment is for their life, yeah. whether they got engaged there, or there's memories there, or sometimes, in fact, one quick story, I was up in Chicago and actually uh, was eating at another restaurant, uh-huh. and somebody came up to me and and said, I went to Bradley University and always the best place where my parents um, brought me. You know, right. I loved it when that. So rewarding for me is being, uh, when people tell me what, how important one world is to them. Yeah, absolutely. As far as rewarding, I would say really, I think that's where it really for me is the employees. Right now we employ over 80 people mm-hmm. that are here in our community and um, the management team, the chef has been with us 18 years right. and we have another manager that's been with us 19 years and just there to me seeing them happy and then seeing how that goes and the way they can coach and work with other managers and other employees. I mean, I think it does. That's the part that I feel really proud of looking around and seeing that because we pride ourselves on being a a positive company culture, we want people to feel valued and respected. And so even though, you know, we are just a single location restaurant, knowing that all those employees have this good experience 
in their job. Hopefully they, they feel that way too. Um, that makes us feel really proud. You know, I was going to, uh, I've, I've been listening to you all talk about this and I think it's really something that should be highlighted. One of the things that you talk about consistently is the fact that you are proud of the opportunities that you give your employees and your mm -hmm. staff and allow them to number one, have a job, have a career, and, and be able to feed their families and send their kids to school. And that's a yeah. big responsibility that, that employers have that's that sometimes people take for granted. But uh, the role that you are playing in your community by providing jobs and opportunities uh, go beyond just serving food in the hospitality industry. And so I'm very uh, you know, happy uh, <laughs> that you all recognize that important role that you, that you play. Uh, for One World, what do, what's next for, for One World? We don't know. <laughs> no, right now, truthfully, we just came off of the situation with the pandemic. It um, was very scary for restaurants. And like I said, we, we always felt confident that we would make it through. Um, but we are watching trends to see what is next for the restaurant industry in general. There's been so many thoughts of, you know, people, everything's going to move to kiosks and the next generation only wants carry out. And so, you know, we're reading these articles, we're visiting places, but at the same time, we have to just keep looking inward and looking at what's happening. And for us, we are still seeing lots of in-person people. We're still seeing yeah. people that they're not abandoning this idea. Um, so I think we're really just trying to focus on making it stable. And of course, we could always expand our hours. <laughs> and yeah. my dream, if I really sing it, I would love if the city of Peoria would work with us. I would love to do a rooftop dining situation because yeah. I think Peoria could really enjoy that. <laughs> oh, I think I would be there. <laughs> yeah, let me keep you posted. <laughs> All right. Look, I've really enjoyed having you on the show. Thank you so much for Thank being a guest. So I Thank really you. appreciate you taking time out your busy schedule to be here. Thank you for watching. Without you, there's no me.